Hello, 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 my Let's Talk family. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another great episode of Let's Talk 1943. I'm so excited today because we are having a serious talk about insurance. So we're going to have our special guest, Anita Johnson, and I'll do a formal introduction when we get back. Let's talk. We are back. We are back. Thank you once again for joining us this evening. I have here with us Anita Johnson, and she is an insurance broker, insurance agent, and we are going to talk about insurance, building a legacy, and it's a lot of important information. So, Anita, thank you so much for joining us today for Let's Talk 1943. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Regina, for having me on the show today. I am so excited to be your guest. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, no problem. So before we get started, we always do a prayer. So I'm going to get my prayer in. Thank you, Lord Heavenly Father, for allowing us to be here today to talk about so important information about helping our families to be prepared and well as they go home to be with you. And um, we're hoping that we'll drop seasoned people and hopefully encourage them to be able to get insurance to make sure their families are well taken care of. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into this conversation today. So let's talk about insurance so tell us first why give us a why why do you uh handle insurance or why you decided to go into this industry well thank you again uh regina for having me on tonight i am excited to um be here and have this conversation with you and i do hope that everything that i say does help someone out there some persons out there um my why is very simple um i have lost some very close um family members and um over you know the last seven years actually i have been going through my own grieving process um in 2015 my sister passed away in the back of her cab on the way to dialysis and um she did not have life insurance and um, that was very difficult for us because um, she had a, you know, she has a son um, and he was, you know, very dependent on her. And uh, we had to do a GoFundMe in order mm-hmm. to get her um, final wish just taken care of. Mm-hmm. And at that same time, my father had uh, stage four prostate cancer. And so mm-hmm. um, long story made short, I resigned from my job and I cared for my father right after uh, my sister passed away. And um, in 2016, my father then passed away. My father had insurance, but he didn't have enough insurance. And so mm-hmm. we had to come together and um, and put some money, you know, on his final expenses. So really and honestly, you know, both of those situations are bad situations 
people think mm-hmm. just because they have a little bit of insurance that everything is okay and mm-hmm. trust me uh, every little bit works and helps but um it doesn't pay for the entire final expense and so mm-hmm. um we ended up in a situation either way so my sister not having any and having to raise it all even though she was cremated and a lot of people are going to that today because it's it's, it's less expensive than having a a full you know home going mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. is still that you have to pay to the uh, funeral home um so that is my why i do not want any other families to endure what my family and i did i am the baby of six children and um it was very difficult for us to go through those things especially since we had never lost anyone in our immediate family before and to lose mm-hmm. two major you know people in our mm-hmm. family back to back was very hard and so mm-hmm. you know when you're grieving and you're also having to come up with money that right there is like a double whammy and so mm-hmm. i began to do you know some research you know on some things and started to to help families um, in the way of, you know, helping them understand, you know, what they needed to do as far as life planning was concerned. And Mm -hmm. in 2020, actually, I was laid off due to COVID. And Mm -hmm. I was offered this opportunity by my life insurance agent and um, began to, you know, work the business, work uh, Gear Life Motivations um, Enterprise LLC, began as a life coaching practice. And now Mm -hmm. I have these tentacles that provide the insurance piece as well. So I am helping families the best way I can, but that is my motivation. I don't want any other families to um, endure what we endured. And if I can help that by, um, Mm -hmm. you know, helping them plan, not just selling a policy because I don't sell policies, I help families plan and mm-hmm. um, and to me, putting them in a program versus mm-hmm. putting them in a plan, it mm-hmm. to me is is what my ministry, part of my ministry is. So that's my why, Miss Virginia. Very good. Love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so on top of the why, I thought about a couple of things about this when because um, I lost my dad in 2012 and he had great insurance. Okay. We made uh, four or five phone calls. We were done. We were done. And that showed me like it could be easy when you're going through one of the worst times in your life. That part being so much easier, it does make a difference in the grieving process. But let me ask you, as an insurance agent, I know it's hard to deal with people on both ends, right? Because you got to deal with people to kind of tell them, hey, we got to think about when you pass. Because that's hard. A lot of people don't like to talk about that. They don't want to talk about when they're going to leave this world. They, they don't want to think about it because they think they think about it, they're right. going to rush it. Something's going to happen to them, you know, because a lot of yeah. older, you know, a lot of people got these little sayings and these little uh, beliefs. Then you got to <laughs> deal with them on the other end when it does happen. And you have to deal with people who, like us, been through it. You got to deal with them. So how is it emotionally, as an agent, had to deal with them at the beginning and at the back of insurance policy? Well, what I had to do is I had to really learn how to just be myself 
when I approach these um, clients, potential clients, mm -hmm. um, I had to get out of the mindset of I'm selling and become yeah. that daughter, that niece, um, that cousin, that sister. Um, having a conversation with people is all honestly that they want. And mm -hmm. when I walk into the house, I say, when I came into that door, I came in as a stranger. When I leave, I will be a family member. Mm -hmm. And I all the time because in today's world, you have so many people taking advantage of um, the situation, mm -hmm. no matter what it is, the situation. And so with this, it's so very vital and important. I want people to understand that I am just Anita Michelle. I come to you like I will be coming to my mom, my auntie, my cousin, my sister, and I build that trust with them. Mm -hmm. And once I can build that trust, that relationship, then now we can have a real conversation about what it is they need. And one of the things that I like to do mm -hmm. is I like to tell people that life insurance is not for death it truly is for life and when people begin to look at it as a vehicle that provides life protection it's mm -hmm. not for you it's for your family and you can use it while you yet live and not thinking about it as a death policy but just what it is a life policy and um tonight as we move on, I can give you some of those reasons as to why I call it a life policy and why okay. they can access the policy while they live. So building the trust is huge, Miss Regina. We mm -hmm. have to have a relationship in order for me to provide any service. I have to have that open communication because customizing a plan, customizing a ram. Uh, one size does not fit all. And so I need to know what is it that you want? What is it that you want to see? You know, mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, I want them to maintain and sustain it. If you get into right. something that you cannot do, you cannot pay for, then what's the purpose of uh, spending two hours together? Right. You know? Right. That makes a lot of sense. But that's that makes a lot of sense. That's how I set it up. You know, I just build that relationship and I want them to understand that I am someone who bleeds like they bleed. I am one who puts on my pants every day, just like they do. I am a family member and I want them to, to see me as that. And, and insurance, and you know, and so many things about insurance over the years, um, just growing up and, and dealing with people or knowing about people who don't have it or the person doesn't yeah. want to tell the beneficiaries they they have one because for some reason they have a fear that if you know they got a policy mm. just in case what do you act up or something <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you're not gonna take me out of here because you know you're gonna get some money if I die <laughs> like people are really superstitious about things they don't tell them and then they don't tell you where to find the policy at they don't tell you uh, how much the policy was. And the experience that I had with my father, even though he had everything together, but the insurance agency does not tell you how much the policy is for. If you don't know, they don't tell you over the phone. Right. 
they got to see your correspondence, but they right. will tell the, um, the funeral parlor, if you go, okay, the funeral is going to be $10,000. Is that enough? Do they have enough to cover it? They're like, yes, they do have enough to cover it. And that's all they tell them. They don't tell them how much it is or anything. So if you don't know how much it right. is, you're not going to figure that out until after the, the service is over because they got to mail it to you. So I learned that mm -hmm. going through my father's, you know, um, um, funerals, um, funeral selections and stuff like that. So yes, right. that a lot of people don't understand how important it is, first of all, to have life insurance. Secondly, to make sure you tell the beneficiaries that they are on the policy and how much the policy is for, because that's the reason why you put them as yeah. you trust them. That's the whole point. You trust them. So you need to let them know that they own the policy because that's it's right. not be any good if they don't know you have a policy. They're not going to know where to look, you know, and the mm -hmm. old the whole uh, superstitions of hiding it and, and, you know, you know how grandma could, you know, they'll put them in a the chair, they'll put them, you know, under the mattress, they'll put them places and it's not even um, fireproofed or waterproof. They like literally take right. the paper and throw it somewhere That's instead of putting it into a nice little safe or whatever. So do you recommend that kind of stuff when you give policies, like how to, how to store them and, you know, who to tell and how it works? Great questions. Um, yes, I actually have a system that I follow because mm -hmm. I understand that there are so many people out here that are beneficiaries and they don't even know that they are. And so the system that I have and I let my clients know, I will be contacting your beneficiary and your contingent. Okay. And the reason okay. is because I need for them to know me and mm -hmm. I need them to know when you pass away, I'm not a stranger. They need to know my face. They need to know my name. And mm -hmm. so what that does is it gives them the opportunity to understand before they pass away, the importance of including the person that they've chosen for such a responsibility. And so mm -hmm. when I explain that a lot of the time they understand they are on board 100%. And so mm -hmm. I get the phone number and the name of the BEC. That's what we call it, Beneficiary Emergency Contact. So mm -hmm. I get the phone number of the BEC and I contact the person and I set time where we can speak. I do not give the amount as you related to before, but I do let the insurer know, my client know, how important it is to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I also contact the contingent, which is the second person. A lot of people call it the second beneficiary, but the correct mm -hmm. term is contingent. Mm -hmm. And I contact them and I also do the same thing. I introduce myself. And after that, I send them what I call a BEC card. That card has the name of the insured, my client, the number, the name of the insurance company. It mm -hmm. has my my funder and also mm -hmm. any instructions that they that particular policy because as i stated before i customize plans program for my clients and their families so i go a step further and i actually offer my service for a courtesy final wishes sit down and what that does is it gives the insured time to look mm -hmm. over what their final wishes are prior to mm -hmm. passing away with me. 
And I do offer that they bring in their BEC, their beneficiary or contingent, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. into the meeting so that they too can ask me questions and comfortable with what they have been given to do. So there are so many things that can be done to ensure that families are not left out there alone when their when their loved one passes away. That that's, is, you know, that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful because I never heard nobody doing that on that kind of level. That's so intimate that you actually talk. So everybody's on the same board. Everybody knows what's going on. There's no secrets here. And you know, the, the middle man is you. The point of contact is you. So when that time comes, they know exactly who yes. to call. And you have the information already set. Just in case they even lose it, you know where the a person who has it, and you're not in the dark, and you could go ahead and get final plans taken care of. You know that. Now I have a question too because Absolutely. I actually have, I have a, um, one of our audience that asked a question similar to what I was going to ask you, so I'm going to show her, her her thing here. Uh, Tanya Arnold, she said, financial literacy is so important. People do not know how to include life insurance as part of their cost of living. And that is so, so important. Like you have to, and thank you for the um, yes. question time. Um, so it, that's very important because one another thing I was thinking about is why we don't take it seriously, period. Like we don't take life insurance seriously. A lot of us say, well, ain't hey, my problem. I'm going to be dead. That's up to y'all. Y'all, y'all do what you got to do. I ain't going to be here. So it's not my problem. A lot of people yes. think it's not their problem, especially if they don't have children. They go, well, why do I need life insurance? I don't have kids to leave them to. Uh, you know, but you have an estate, you have business, you know, you, you want the state to take your stuff or you want it to be allocated to someone that you love, regardless if you have a kid or not. Right. So you want to um, answer the question right. what Tanya said, or you want to make a comment on what Tanya said? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Tanya, for your question. Great question, by the way. Um, every agent or age or broker, which I'm a broker. Um, the difference, let me, let me um, specify that difference first. An agent, insurance agent works for the company. An insurance broker works for the client. Oh, okay. never knew that. So, okay. client. All right. Okay. Um, and the reason why that's such a great question is because what I do is while I am with my client, especially if they tell me they have a budget, or they say, I need to stay within this or that. What I do, especially with my elders or my younger clients who need life insurance, I mm-hmm. sit down with them and I go over all of their expenses. And wow. I ask them, if you were to get this, would this go into this? Would this go into this? How would this affect you? And I do that because, like I said before, we're not spending this time together for you to just let this policy lapse. Spending this time together that this plan, this pro is here when you pass away. Okay, so we want to make sure that it is not by any other thing. So I do take the time to do that with my clients. Sit down with them, ask them questions, do interview. I don't just go in the house and say, hey, you know, you want some insurance? Um, <laughs> or let them ask me, um, 
that much house. You know, I sit down and I say, well, first of all, know this. One shoe does not fit all. So your situation, your family, your needs are different from your next door neighbors. So while we're sitting here, we're going to talk about you and you give me some information about your family so that we can put something in place to ensure that your final expenses are met. This is your time for one. So that is, that's wow. the way that I do it. And every agent does not do that. I, I know. I've never heard of that. this. I like to say Yes. Yes. That's what I do. Because like I said, these are my family members. Truly. They are. And I have been invited to funerals. As a matter of fact, two of mine would like for me to do their eulogy because wow. I am a preacher. And so they don't have anyone that can do that. And so in their final wishes plan that they've put a need to Michelle. <laughs> and so, you know, that means a lot to me. <laughs> Truthfully. Yes. Wow. Well, I mean, you stand by what you do. If you say you family, at the end of the day, they got you doing the obituary, I mean, doing the um, eulogy, then you, <laughs> you're your family. But, you know, um, ladies and gentlemen, this is so great because the way she's explaining herself and how she's handling her customers, if you have not or haven't thought about it or don't have life insurance, please contact her. She is amazing for, for people who don't know anything about it. She's a great gateway to get you into this insurance world and she'll be able to walk you through it and step by step. And she will make sure everyone knows what they need to know. So I would tell you, I'm gonna put her information back on the screen. If you if you're looking for someone for life insurance policies, we're gonna go over a couple types in a couple minutes, and she's gonna give you some terminologies that you should know. So when you go with her or anyone else, you'll know exactly what you're talking about, and you'll be able to get what you need. Um, one of the things that you had mentioned at the beginning of this interview, you were saying about GoFundMe. And um, there was a, a couple people, uh, a celebrity uh, comedian who passed away early this year, I think or late last year, and he didn't have an insurance policy. Um, and his wife was kind of upset because she felt that other people should have came in and helped. Like people in the industry that knew him should have kind of yeah. came in and helped out with this, the service. And it, I guess it didn't pan out the way she thought. And she kind of got upset about it. But when you really think about it, you can't really put that on anyone else because that is, you know, that's in your family. That's just bonus. Like, that's just like bonus stuff. But your core should come from your family. And I think sometimes when we are younger and we make a lot of money, we think it's okay. Like, I have money. I don't need, you know, I don't need that. I have money. But when you leave here, the people who like the, the spouses, they don't have your money. That's your money. So, you know, things happen. People accounts get frozen, frozen after they pass. Yes. You know, and don't have um, yes. social security or anything like that. Your account is going to get frozen. And if you if you died before, or you know, whenever your monthly time comes, you got to pay that money back. You can't spend money in there that is not after you pass. So, because social security doesn't know you pass, right. and they'll put the money in your account, and you think you could use it. 
if you had if the person had died before that check hit that mm-hmm. account, you gotta get that account. You gotta get that check back to the um, social security office, or they're gonna get you, and you gotta pay them back. See, a lot of times people don't know this stuff, mm-hmm. and they'll use stuff, and then you know, and then they go, wait a minute, why are they pay it back? Because they died after the check was in the account, or your account freezes period because they don't want no fraud or whatever and you can't get money i had a, a family member um that them uh, their mother passed and they needed to get money out of the account uh-huh. so they had to go to the atm every day and pull the amount out the maximum amount out every day before they was able to freeze it before they freeze that account you know that's stuff uh-huh. that you don't want to have to do you don't want to have to have to go to ATM every day and pull money out of this person's account because you don't have any insurance policy money, you know? So, so my, my, let's my. talk about that. Let's talk about the GoFundMe and, you know, because you said that was one of the reasons why you became an agent because you was like, okay, this is ridiculous. So what do you think about the GoFundMe? Yes. Well, first of all, I believe that GoFundMe is there, you know, to help and assist um, those who need money in the time of need. Um, there are so many people out here that are abusing that fund. Um, so I say, if you need it, then use it. But if you plan correctly, then it won't have to be used in that way. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing that I say is, I would like, if you do not have you in the audience, paper and pen, please get it because I'm about to hit you with some nuggets that I learned when I was in this situation, okay? Um, like I said before, I don't want families to go through what I went through. So the first thing that Miss Regina touched on, see, she touched on people not being able to access money in the account that belongs to a loved one because they don't have access. So let me tell you what you need to do with your parents or anyone that considers you as someone that they trust. Let me tell you what to do. Now it's different in every state, but this would be the first thing that you would start with. You should be asking your parents, your auntie, whomever that person is that trusts you to become a P.O.D. on their bank account. This is a person of death. If you become a P.O.D., then when they pass away, you have access to their money. If you are not on that account as a P.O.D., everything that Miss Regina just stated will happen. Their money will go to their estate and will take God and an act of government to help you get that money back. Why? Because they're going to look at the debt of that person if they have any, and everything will be paid out to that. And whatever is left, if anything is left, will go to the air. Okay. Mm-hmm. You do not want that to happen to you. That happened to me and my father. My father was on my sister's account as a person that could access the account in life and when she passed we went to the bank and they said to my father i'm sorry mr johnson but we cannot give you this money because you were only on the account as a shared account holder 
You were not placed on the account as a POD. So what did that teach me? It taught me that I had to do that with my father because my father was living with me. And I just did it about four years ago, four or five years ago with my mom. So if my mom passes away, I have access to her money. Um, if your mom, dad, or whomever you're helping says to you, I don't want you to have access to my money now. You might take all my money. <laughs> then what you can say to assure them is this. I will not have access to your money until time comes for me to do so. You won't be here. But when you're not here, how can I get in that account to do what you've entrusted me to do if I don't have access? Okay, so POD, person of death. Person you also want to make sure that you do fast. Yes. And every mm -hmm. bank calls it something different. But that when you say it that way, they're going to know exactly what you mean. Um, oh, and before I leave this, this paper, number one nugget, you have to be with that person at the bank to sign what they call a signature card. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you cannot just walk into the bank and say you want to become this person. You and that loved one have to be together to do this together. And that's a good time for you to meet the bank um, individual, a financial advisor that will be assisting you in that time. Introduce yourself, okay? Because nine times out of ten, you're going to see that person again. I would get to know at least two to three people at that bank so they know who you are and know your face. So that also will help when that time comes. You won't have to go through the red tape. They would have already met you and they would have already known that there's something that your loved one wanted them to do. That's the first thing. The second thing that I want to touch on, I want to make sure that the audience understands the power of attorney. It is so very, very vital to have power of attorney paperwork in place. Okay. Um, you want to talk to your loved one about that. Make sure that they have that done. You want to also make sure that you have the um, power medical, okay? You want to make sure that someone in the family is elected to be the power of the medical, meaning you have the ability to say on the behalf of your loved one what they need, okay? So your medical power of attorney or power of medical. Either way, same thing. Um, I was my father's medical um, power of attorney and I call the shots and I'm the baby of my living five siblings. And when he um, was about to breathe his last breath, they looked to me to say, what should we do? That is going to make so many things streamlined for you. So you want to make sure that you have that in place as well. Another thing that you want to make sure that you do is a living will. Make sure that your family has, your dad, every you're caring for has a living will. And you want to make sure that you do as well. Living wills are simple. I do them for my clients. And even if they get a final wishes planner from their insurance agent or broker, like I give out, that's still a form of a living will. 
And mm-hmm. I notarize that for my clients. And then it becomes a legal commitment. Because at that point, they can say, I've done this. I'm in my right mind. As the old folks like to say, I'm in my right mind. <laughs> they are, you know, knowing exactly what it is that they're doing is a great way to show that they are competent in the moment in which they are doing these things. So now you're leaving your family in a great place. They're not going to argue. They're not going to have chaos, mm-hmm. confusion, and conflict because now you have a document that shows I was competent when I did X, Y, and Z. And so yes. those are some nuggets yes. that I want. Um, Ooh, you to dropped a lot of nuggets right there. Yeah. I'm hoping the audience wrote this down. <laughs> You dropped a lot of nuggets, a lot of acronyms, a POA or POD, uh, the person of death and the uh, power of attorney or power of medical. These are all the things that was wrapped yes. up into the life insurance. Life insurance is just not go get the policy and cash it in. You know, you have a lot Come of things that go with it. It's a lot that goes with it because, see, a lot of times when you cash it in, you have more than one child and let's say my parents passed away you got four kids each child has a way they want to mm-hmm. represent their mother or their father and then they're gonna get mad at the other one because they're gonna say oh you try to take over and you're trying and they're gonna have like personal stuff they have with them years ago is gonna surface 10 power at the death i guarantee you that that happens all the time because they have inner things that they have with these yes. people before and that death is going to make it magnify. And then before you know it, everybody's fighting over something that had nothing to do with the parent. It got to do with how they feel about each other anyway. So Absolutely. we really have to take all of that out, take all the white noise out, and just handle the business of the parent or the loved one. And when it's written out, there's nothing to discuss. Everybody knows that's what the mother and father wanted, and it's a done deal. You slide it over to the parlor people, and they take care and do what they got to do. And you could just grieve and, and, and take in what's happening, you know? Because I've seen it. I mean, yes. I, we all we all seen families literally torn apart. Because they were like, you know, mama wouldn't want that. You know, mama don't like that. Mama don't want to wear that. Mama don't want yep. this. Mama, you know? <laughs> and it gets crazy. It gets so so crazy. We got some um some people who are um army, so we're gonna talk about this. Um Tanya said family reunions need to include oh my gosh, if you're not telling the truth right there, Tanya, estate planning. That should be a section, and they should oh my and you need to have Anita there doing call it me for and you. I'll come Miss Tanya. Call me that, and I'll come. I'm telling you, <laughs> she is so right. I have been talking about this to my, with my family. And what I would say to you, Miss Tanya, become the president of your family reunion <laughs> plan. That done. way you can put it in as an agenda item. That's what I did. I did that. And um, you, you know, you can have that. You can have that. Because it is something that needs to be had at a reunion. Trust me, that is such a great, great idea. And you actually could have stuff done at the reunion, like literally have policies and all this stuff put in place at the reunion so your elders are taken care of. When they leave that family reunion, everybody knows what's going on. Everybody knows that they're taken care of. Everybody knows they have a policy. Everybody knows who the agent is. Everybody, that is the most... 
fantastic idea. So if y'all if y'all have not thought about that, uh, Tanya's giving everybody a great idea. That should be a part when you get together because it's called loving your family and you want your family to be set up Come properly. On. Because a lot of other, um, I'm, I'm going to say a lot of other uh, races handle their business when it comes to this. And, you know, they set they up do. their families and their children for success, you know, after they death. Like they actually, these people start their own businesses or they are continue doing the business of their parents or they are set up to have a, a nice life because their parents left them. And I know some people don't think that's right. They say, well, you know, I want my kids to work. I don't want to just have them sitting there waiting for me to die before they get this money to go live their lives. But it, you do want to leave some money behind to take care of all the finals. And, you know, God forbid they have to live, you know, if they, especially if your your children are underage or they at the point of beginning to start their lives and they kind of get left right out there with no parent, you know, we got to think about all that stuff too. But I love that Ms. idea. Regina, we have Ms. Yes. Regina, um, you just on a great point, if I may, you know, interject right quick. No, go ahead. Um, a lot Many of us in our community, you know, we hear that a lot. I hear that a lot from a lot of my um, potential clients and clients about, mm -hmm. you know, not wanting to leave money, you know, because they don't want to sit anyone, <laughs> you know, for life. But the reality <laughs> is, is that it's called legacy. And That's that right. legacy money becomes so much greater than anything that you could you know, honestly, say um, in in life to, you know, your your child, like, you know, yes, I, I have a 23 year old. Right. Um, no, she wouldn't. She would get so upset with me if she heard me say that she is 24 now. And <laughs> I want to leave my daughter in a place where she can provide not just for herself, but also allow my name to live on in her, through her. And I then tell my clients, you know, what about your church? When you look at the side of a pew and you see some name there, that's because someone left a life insurance power or gave money to the church and they dedicated that role to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's mm -hmm. called to see money. And so many people do this because they understand they are informed and your name lives on even after you are physically not here it's called legacy money and the reason why our um, counterparts in other communities do this is because they understand the power of the dollar legacy money provides mm -hmm. okay they are leaving economical amounts of money because they believe in generational wealth and if we can use this as a segue into the different types of life issues policies i would like to go there now if we can miss regina go right ahead go right ahead so, yeah wait before you, before, I was you go, leave. before you go in there let me go ahead and get this next question okay. through and then you'll go into that topic one more so we have marie hi okay. marie how you doing how you doing um you need a soul also oh, oh this is a sponsorship you know about survivorship on your checking account or bank account yes on your checking 
our yes. bank account. Yes. Um, if you have a if you have a POD on your account, that takes care of that. Okay, so that kind of takes care of that. It's kind of like as long as you have one or the other, or you have that, it, that kind of takes care of that survivorship. So if you're in a uh, marriage um, and someone is on your account as, um, you know, a husband, a wife, you won't need a POD because that person is your spouse. Um, But if it's just someone like my father and my sister that he had access to her account, Mm -hmm. it wasn't a joint account, he had access Mm -hmm. to the account. They're not going to honor that. Okay, so you want to make sure that you ask this question. I got you. So you want to make sure that you ask this question. Okay, that is. I got you. Okay, got you. Okay, you can go ahead now with your your um your other nuggets you're about to drop. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. I was going to leave this one for last, but I want to bring it up because Miss Regina stated about um what I call legacy money. Um, generational wealth of money. So in the insurance field, I know a lot of people know a lot about whole life and a lot about term, at least they think they do. Um, but there's also one that many people don't hear about a lot and it's called the universal life policy. And the reason why the universal life policy is so important is because it actually is the whole life and the term life blended together. Wow. But when you... When you actually have an indexed universal life, then you're talking a whole nother language. Now, I don't give information to many people who are looking for the final expense because that would be a whole life plan. So these are older people, nine times out of 10, or someone who says, you know what, I'm on a budget. I don't have a lot of money. These are not, this is not my audience for IUL. That's the acronym for it. This is not my audience for that type of plan. These are people who are business owners. These are people who are wanting to retire. They're sitting their retirement. They have 401ks. They are going to want to move their 401k money to a vehicle that is going to grow their money. These are the type of people that are thinking about investing money the other people that i speak to about the iul the iul is built to leave legacy money that is how our counterparts are doing they are leaving policies of one hundred thousand dollars plus to their fans that's how you're seeing this happen It's not through a term. Trust me. It is not through a term. It is through an indexed universal life. And you're asking yourself right now, hmm, I've never heard of that. Or, hmm, I've heard of it, but no one took the time to explain it. So I'm going to right quick in the little time that we have left, I'm going to break them down for you. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. First of all, we're going to talk about the term. I have some things written down I can stay on topic and so that you can get some um, information by way of me. And if you have questions, please put them into the chat. 
The term policy is for younger generation with small kids and are debt people who have mortgages, cars, college planning, etc. Term is only good for a specific amount of time. 15 to 20, some companies do it for that amount of time. You may find some companies who will offer a 30 year term, but those 30 year terms do go to the younger uh, person versus the older person. Okay. Um, this should be looked at kind of like a presidency. The president has a four year term. After that term is over, meaning with the life insurance plan, you have no more insurance. So what we say in the in the industry is this. It will term out. It is pure death benefit. Okay. So for instance, if I am married and I have children and I'm the breadwinner and my spouse is the homemaker, both of our positions are very important positions. If one was to pass away, while those children are small, it will affect the family in a major way. So I'm gonna put a term policy on me and I'm gonna put a term policy on my spouse. If something happens to either one of us, we will be able to go on financially without skipping a beat. Mm -hmm. You die and your financial stability, meaning your job or things that you, you know, your money that you bring in, that dies with you. We can't bring you back, but the financial stability is there for the family. Okay. If you're a single mother or a single father, term policy is a good plan for you. Why? Because now you need to find out who will take responsibility by your child or children. And yes, it will get love, but will they have the same financial stability they had when they were living with me? Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. We have so many things out here <clears throat> that people tell us as it relates to term policies, but do not be fooled. Term policies are only good for 10, 20, 15, 30 years. So if I have a 60-year-old male come to me and say, Anita, I heard on the television that I could get $100,000 for $25. First of all, I'm going to raise my eyebrows like I just did. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to break it down to them. Miss Josie, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Why not, Anita? It's in my budget. Because, Miss Josie, you are 60 years old. The most they're going to offer you is a 10-year term. You're going to be 70 years old in 10 years. That policy is not going to be there for you or your family. You would have lost money. That is pure death benefit. That means that now you're going to have to get another policy at the age of 70 and it's going to be more money and you would have thrown money away. I would not dare put a 60 plus person into a term unless this is the only reason why we do it. They bought a home at that age and they need 
term mortgage or some people say mortgage life mortgage life is an investment policy it is meant to be a decreasing policy so if you get a term on the investment of your home mortgage as you pay that down your insurance policy goes down meaning premium goes down so if my daughter has beneficiary is beneficiary of my policy i do have a mortgage life plan she is beneficiary when i pass away my daughter will get a big check and she can pay off my home so that my home doesn't go into probate okay so that's for that's for that term. The only term okay that's for term that's for term so, now the universal life term. one is, I wouldn't is a, so the universal life one is the one that has both in there so i have a, someone who asked a question about this one okay so tanya says so if we mm -hmm. start a family foundation can we invest into the blend meaning the universal life or the ul <clears throat> yes so ul's ul's in the term that i like to put families in and i'm going to give you the difference between a universal life and an index universal life um many people use the the index universal life as a key man policy and so what that means is that if i have a business and i don't have a partner um and, but if something was to happen to me my business will suffer so that policy is going to protect the financial um stability of my business right but you do mm -hmm. have policies where you can go into the key man with partners and you also have it where you can put the iul the acronym there it is again the iul you can put it into a trust name okay, okay. i have clients who yeah. have done that they have put the policy into a trust and so the trust is actual beneficiary of the plan of the program okay um the iul is, is not content of how the um the uh, market responds but it does have its its um the way that it performs performs based on how the market performs so here we go with most non-variable permanent life insurance products, the policy count value grows according to an interest rate declared by the issuing insurance company. That's mm -hmm. how the universal life works. Account values of variable life products grow or lose value based on performance of mutual fund like separate accounts invested as clients direct. However, in contrast, the index universal life offers a cash value. So you get three parts. You get the cash value for the benefit. You get the accrued cash, which you can get it as a level or you can get it as an as a um, increasing. Okay, that mm -hmm. is how money increases. And it trust me, I have two of them. That money increases at a rapid pace, money that you cannot save. This is a way that people can create their own bank. So that growth is linked to the performance of the market. 
So it provides the opportunity to credit market linked interest without the risk of investing and losing your money in the stock market. So that's how you're able to have the life insurance policy, leave a lot of money to your family, and you can set it up and structure it however you want to. I have clients now that have um, planned their retirement to the T, exactly what they want to make every single month, and I structured their IUL to be just that. Oh, wow. That's Yeah, I'm in to talk to you. I just retired myself. <laughs> so I got to definitely talk to you about that. But uh, Tanya, I hope that answered your question. I know it did. Cause, uh, woo, I, 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 you know, cause I just knew, I, I knew about whole, I knew about term, but this UL mixture blend thing is something I definitely want to look into. Cause that is a, a good, a good, um, I like that. So, um, as I said before, um, Anita is here and she's really dropping a lot of nuggets for us today. If you have any questions about insurance, as you see, she does know what she's talking about. She's really, I mean, I'm learning. I'm writing stuff down as we're talking right now. So, but I really want you um, to reach out to her. She is on IG, um, as you see right here. Um, and then she's on Facebook as um is it for um gear life motivations enterprise llc that's the name of her company so if you want to reach out to her for ig and facebook she will be she will love to talk to you she will love to give you more information about what she does and as you know she does not just life policies but she actually helps you with your um financial i mean your final plans your final plans all together with it so she attaches all that together and she notarizes your stuff so you don't have to go outside of her. She gets it all done for you. So that is a beautiful thing. You can make one phone call and get it all done. That that's amazing. That's totally amazing. So if we have any more questions. I'm about to wrap up for the for this evening. But if you have any other questions, while I do a couple of things at my on my back end right here, please go ahead and put them in there, and I'll make sure to get them in before we close out for today. But um, I just have a couple of things I need to do. Anita, that was amazing. You did wonderful. This is a lot of good information. A lot of good information. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no. Thank you. Thank you for um, sharing you. that information. So, um, like I said, if you have any other additional questions, please go ahead and put them in the chat and we'll get to them before we get off today. Um, I just wanted to give you a couple Ms. things. Ms. That yes. Yes. Can I say one thing before you close out? Okay. Oh yeah. Um, I just want—I just want to say to the um, audience. First off, thank you so much for joining us today. Even if you have life insurance, every single person under the sound of my voice needs to understand that you should have a final expense policy. Okay. I don't mm -hmm. care if you have a term. I don't care if you have IUL. I don't care if you do have those things. Final expense will accent your plan. And I say that because it's a selfish plan. It's just for you. It's for you to plan for your final expenses. Okay. So when you hear final expense, it is a whole life plan. It does accrue cash, not like the IUL, but it does over time accrue cash. Okay. And mm -hmm. it is um, from normally two thousand dollars to thirty thousand sometimes you can do 35 or 40. but i mm -hmm. do impress upon everyone 
to get a final expense plan because that plan is going to be what your family is going to use in that time. Um, all the rest of the money is going to take about two to four weeks for that other money to be released. So if you can find a great broker and give you a great plan, do it. Do it, do it, do it. Because that, that money is going to be sooner than the other monies will. So I wanted to make sure I put that out there. Yes, the whole, I'm sorry Call about the you have Yes, they have your information on the bottom of the screen. So we talked about whole life, we talked about UL, and we talked about terms. So those are the three um, products that we talked about today that she could give you definitely more information about. So we're going to go into um, our sponsorships. So um, if you're interested in sponsoring, uh, being a sponsor on my show, here's the information right here. You can go ahead and um, it's $15 per show. And we'll do exactly what you see right here. We'll put the sponsor information on the screen. I will talk about your um, your um, media form flyer. And we'll go ahead and get your information out there so our audience will be able to utilize your services or products. So if you want to be on Let's Talk 1943, if you want to be a sponsor, I will advertise your business as such. And we'll get you out there. So if you're interested, please contact right here. It's Let's Talk 1943 at gmail.com and i'll send you over the information to go ahead and get you on the show and be a sponsor so thank you for that and um i have and i'm so excited on um july 9th in atlanta georgia i am having my first ring out your sponge conference this is the first one i'm having live now i had them on workshop online but this is my first live conference i'm gonna have fabulous speakers kimberly and bell and d marie moreau gonna talk about bringing out that sponge talking about traumas and talking about things that you know we feel stuck about and kind of getting that out so we could go ahead and live your purpose y'all and we have a, a recording artist kiss major is going to sing for us we have dj pumpkin spice she is a female dj and she is great we're going to have her up here doing the ones and twos getting that music in as we learn <laughs> it's going to be wonderful and the best part we are giving away a cruise cabin we are going to give away a cruise cabin for my cruise next May. Ring out your sponge cruise. If you want to have a great time and learn and have fun and sell the seas, come on out. We would love to have you. So we'll have more details about that coming up, but we will be giving away a cabin for people who do come for the, the uh, Ring Out Your Sponge conference will be in a drawing for a cabin on the cruise next year. So we got a lot happening. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, next is we have our podcast. So Anchor, we on Anchor. We on six other ones. We on Apple. We on Spotify. We on um, Google. We on all of them. So if you can't watch us, you can listen to us. So just go to Anchor. Look up Let's Talk 1943 or any other platforms you have on your, um, excuse me, on your um, podcast. And you can listen to us while you're driving, while you're cleaning your house, all that good stuff. You can watch us. So please, um, we do appreciate you. We love y'all. We thank y'all for your support over the last year and a half. 
Our podcast has been doing very well. We are very, very known in Germany and Italy and Mexico. They love us there. And so we want us to go ahead and keep spreading that word. So please continue to watch and um, listen to us. And we have another comment. I'll go ahead and get that in. Um, Hold on one second. Oh, said, mm, that cruise might be. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. It's going to be in a <laughs> next year. So come on and do your fit deal with us. That would be wonderful. Ooh. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's gonna, I'm telling you, I'm so excited about this cruise because, you know, you like to learn and, and be able to have fun at the same time. But we want to get you to live your purpose. We want you to live. You know, we don't want you to be just flown around here. We want you to find that purpose that God gave all of us. And we want to be able to go ahead and live it. You know, we want you just not to go to work and not be happy. We want you to go ahead and do what you're supposed to be doing, what God designed you to do. And that's living your purpose. So, yes, girl, I will keep you posted as we get more details and to get the dates and the cruise lines and all that information. We'll get it out to you. So, thank you. I appreciate that. Um and so we almost at the end of the show. So before we close out, I would like our, our special guest to go ahead and give us your final words and we'll go from there. So what's, so what, give us your final words. But first off, you know, again, I, I just keep telling you, uh, Miss Virginia, I thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm so happy that our paths crossed in this um, journey that we call life. And I do believe that Everyone can live their life if they put their best planning forward. Um, mm-hmm. You must all understand that um, everyone is not out to get you. Um, ask the right questions. Um, know that there are people out here like myself who truly want to help you. And whether you come to me or come to anyone else, just know that it has to be done. Because one thing that will happen for sure in this lifespan is we will be born and we will die. That's for sure. Nothing else that I can say is going to occur, but I can say those two things will happen. So I appreciate this opportunity. Um, You have my IG um, handle. You have my Facebook there. And for those of you who would like to get in contact with me um, for any Thing that you may need, your family needs, um, please reach out to me. I would love to help and service you. That is one of the things that I um, that I do. I, you know, am in ministry, but I love love servicing people in, in this space. So thank you again, Regina. I really appreciate this opportunity. Oh, we appreciate you. I learned so much. I'm telling you, I'm going to contact you about that. Ul, I'm serious. I mean, I never heard about that, and that is a great product. <laughs> So I will be contacting you. I'm learning just like everyone else. I'm not an expert. I'm just a platform. And God gave me as a vessel to be that person that to be able to do this and let it get out and let you do what you got to do. And hopefully we drop some nuggets today, um, some seeds for people to start flourishing with. So that's what we do. So, but thank you so much, uh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, for joining us today for Let's Talk 1943. I am your host, Regina Smithwick. And um, I really, really appreciate you and continue to come and listen to us and watch us. I will be back in two weeks. And as always, like I said, you know, let's talk and we'll be back and we love you. Y'all have a good one.